It was all a pipe dream Watching bodyboarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe, buying Riptide Eating shit Today, pies welcome to Maybe the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast The home of bodyboarding Thank you for joining us on our episode 8 of our verbal journaling And I'm your host, Luke O'Connor Well, today's guest is a tech wizard who hails from the eastern suburbs of Sydney. He has recently acquired his own science pro model and occasionally grows the seediest looking blonde caterpillar on his upper lip I've ever seen. I'm talking about none other than Australia's own Liam Lucas. How are you, bruv? Mate, doing fantastic. How are you doing, Luke? Yeah, dude, really well, really well. Um, I'm just talking off air and it sounds like you've cracked a beer exactly the same fashion I have. You're definitely right about that. The top caterpillars are definitely taking a look at this cold, icy beer. It's loving it. Oh, my goodness. Have you got froth on that caterpillar right now? I do. Oh, it's giving me sinister visuals here, mate. (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking? I am actually drinking an OJ Pilsner. It's uh, $30 for 30 beers, mate. It's It's a bargain. Where on earth are you getting a dollar a beer at? Uh, Ramwick Junction. They're, uh, it, my mates got me onto them. They're pretty chronic. I can't lie. They're not as bad as what they should be for 30 bucks. Bro, that is some of the cheapest alcohol going around. The taxes on beers and premix and everything in this country is out of control, and you've got a dollar a beer. It's, I've been in fucking Bali. <laughs> You're not wrong, except we're in Oz, mate, living it up with the pilsners. <laughs> what does it taste like? Give us a description. Uh, it's like if a beer was not bad. That's, that's about it. It's, so, it's a plain beer, and there's not much to it, but it gets the job done. Not bad, eh? Not bad. Not bad. Mm, two seconds in, not bad. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been getting waves lately, bros? Uh, lately, I've been um, out of the water for two months with a shoulder injury, so um, this is the longest I've gone without being in the ocean in a long time, so um, that's probably what's got me onto this case of beer. Uh, but apart <laughs> from that, before the two months, I was um, chasing nonstop, um, going down to Bali. I just, my dad uh, just bought a house down there, so um, we're just renovating that up, and uh, it's looking around summertime. It should be ready to go. So I'm going to be back on the chase again. But uh, nugget twos, all the above has been uh, pretty pretty fun. Like for I don't know, there was like a week down there that was like good winds, good east swell. So I was frothing. La Nina, La Nina delivers. You're definitely right. Uh, we've been shooting for this uh, movie that no one knows about yet. Uh, Jack Burry and myself. Uh, we've been on the chase probably for the past, I don't know, probably since March. Uh, March was a little slow, but towards the end of uh, winter, it was it was pretty fun. Like, when I got back from Chile, that was all time. All so time that was um, the frames that went up on your Insta? Because it's quite surprising for me to hear that you are injured, because I know an Instagram can spin a quality web of lies, but I was looking through your profile the other day, and I'm like, oh, it seems like he's been getting a fair few ways, but they're all just clips and photos stacked up from that time with Jack, eh? Yeah, yeah, I'll just try not to, you know, show that I'm injured. Just keep putting up content all the time. i got a whole bunch of stuff. i got, like, 800 gigabytes of footage I haven't released yet, so... 
It's just been stocking up and, you know, saving it for a rainy day. Just stacking those clips up, just, clips up sorry, just sitting there in front of your funny big mac bros just looking over all the glory in those hard drives and semi touching yourself i would i would say <laughs> i don't know about that luke but uh, i've been <laughs> i've been editing a few clips and i put out one the other day of mystics that was pretty fun um nothing like you know crazy but uh the movie the movie footage is looking pretty crispy so i'm pretty frothing on that Epic. And how's this movie going to come along? Have you got like a storyboard with it? Are you trying to go for a certain, you know, angle on it? Like what's what's the take there? Uh, well, there's a guy that uh, runs Pride or one of the guys that runs Pride, Seb Bullard. I think he's from France. Um, you would not believe he... it. We only interviewed him five episodes ago. He was our third um, guest on the show. And yeah, he is an inspirational fellow. Eh? He's got his fingers in a lot of bodyboarding pies. Yeah, definitely. That's why we're, I was so stoked when he um, hit Toby up because I just started. I started. I started writing for Bodyboard King at the start of the year, so I was stoked on that. And then he's hit up Bodyboard King for a um, section in the movie, so that's what we're making it for. I don't know anything about the movie. I just know that um, he's sent me and Jack Berry down the coast to get some waves and um, get filming for the section. But so far, it's it's looking pretty good. I think we need just at least two more sessions under our belt of good waves because I um I t- I didn't tear my um I didn't tear my shoulder but I've stretched all the ligaments and the tendons in my left shoulder in one of the sessions down at Nuggin so that was uh, that was a bit of a bummer I was quite at the start of the session and I surfed the rest of the session with a bum shoulder so I wasn't really at peak performance so um, definitely need a couple more sessions and then it'll be a grade footage I reckon. How'd the injury happen? I'm, I'm kind of seeing in my own mind uh, you doing a backflip and landing awkwardly. No, you know, I actually don't injure myself on flips, weirdly. Like, maybe my lower back, but I did it on an air reverse. And um, you know how at Nuggin sometimes you can get a little bit twisted in the air, especially when you get boosted. I landed with a straight arm. And, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't pretty. It was very painful and kind of land right at the top of the wave and... Yeah, probably the most painful injury I've had from booging, I think. Yeah, for sure. All the weight came down in your shoulder socket and it was kind of just pushed out of place momentarily. Yeah, the I saw the physio last week. He thinks I've sublexed it so it's popped out and then back in. Yeah. Um, but I've never done my shoulder before, so I didn't really know what to expect on the recovery stages. But it's been pretty much two months now and I haven't been able to even hit the ocean. I've been going for a swim here and there, but only dipping in. Um, just to keep me sane. Nothing a bit of the devil's herb can't fix, eh? Oh, mate, no, nah, I'm off. I'm off it. I'm off it. <laughs> no way, you're off the green. I thought you were straight green, brah. No, nah, mate, I'm on the pilsners now, mate. <laughs> straight yeast. Oh, from one poison to the next. Who can blame you, bras? Who can blame you? Especially with an injury, goodness gracious me. What what have you been filling up with your time then, man, of the last two months? How have you been treating it all? Uh, honestly, like I haven't really been doing that much. Just been hanging out with my mates around home and just uh, relaxing. There's been a few soirees at my mate's house on the weekends, so... Uh, just been getting a bit loose on the weekend and yeah just cruising during the week I haven't been able to work because of my shoulder I was working at a bottle shop um, just to get a bit of cash because I'm saving up to go over to Samoa in February for a surf trip Um, 
So yeah, not not too much to add on there, but uh, it's been a busy year, definitely. Samoa sounds epic, man. I, I know there's a lot of cool waves over there. Is this an organised team trip, or is this something you're just trying to embark on yourself? No, nah, this is just an individual trip. I was planning to go over with the man Mickey Pez and myself and uh, hopefully get a filmer to come with us, but it's just talking stages right now. Nothing's booked. But I've just been super keen to go somewhere tropical, warm water, some nice fresh fruit, and yeah, just get some coconuts. I know what you mean. Bring Boogan back, eh? I know. I just want to see some some trips and some more. I think the last trip I saw was Novi and Cramsey over there, and it looked like they scored. So I just want to get over there and hopefully get a swell on both sides of the island, which will be epic. Yeah, for sure. I guess in February you're probably not going to get those crazy deep southwest winter swells ripping up the Pacific, but I'm sure there's um, a whole different swell train that lights up at that time of year. Have you looked into any of the waves over there and what you're looking to score without dropping too many names, keeping it low-key? Yeah, I've been um, I've been looking at staying on the north side of the island. It's only 40 minutes drive to either side, so it's pretty chill. Um, so hopefully the north side, they've got a pretty sick left-hander there that goes real surgy, similar to uh, La Bomba, but it's a uh, left. So I'd be keen to, you know, kind of looks like a tropical bomba, and, you know, no one, who doesn't love bomba? Yeah, well, can you please explain to the, the listeners at home what La Bomba is and what it does? So La Bomba is this reef break, and the way it starts off is super surgy, and uh, it kind of goes pretty dry at the start, and then goes a touch fat for you to get heaps of speed, wedges you in, and then the end bowls literally just surge, and it kind of stands up like a triangle, so it's really good for air reverses and inverts, and the Samoa wave, um, it just, it looks super fun, like, it just looks like a less like surgy version of bomby so be stoked to get over there asap yeah definitely man and speaking about um you know this wave of such like most of the, well not most of them but a lot of your instagram posts feature this wave hey yeah well uh, you know i've grown up right in front of the wave my whole life I used to be able to see it from my kitchen window until i moved out um of the clavelli house but yeah, it's just a super fun wave. And, you know, growing up, you don't have your license. You're not able to travel around. That was kind of a wave for me that, you know, let let me excel in bodyboarding. Like, you can actually hit big maneuvers and go to the flats, whereas there's quite a lot of beach breaks around here that don't really allow you to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. The beach breaks in Sydney suck, period. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they do. But there are <laughs> the rare days, the rare days. For sure, K-Bay. Speaking about K-Bay and speaking about your local zone, who are the inspirations, mate, that have led you to just jump on a finely crafted piece of foam? Well, you know what? I would have to say Alex Bunting for sure. I grew up uh, watching a lot of his surfing even before I started bodyboarding. Um, It's just very smooth, drawn-out lines. Like I love anything that's not forced, anything that's got a nice line. Tweaked innies, of course, need to be seeing that deck. Uh, if you don't got the deck, it ain't worth doing. Better bring that deck to the party, eh? You're damn right. DJ decks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's yes. your favourite section of Alex? 
Um, I really liked the the podcast series. Oh, not the podcast series, the episode series that Cameron Danzi did with him in The Nest. I think it's still on Vimeo. Uh, it's just really nicely cut. Um, I know I know Cam pretty well as well. He's a legend. A lot of the boys around Tamara are sick. Um, yeah, I'd definitely have to say episode four. Episode four was sick. It was just like, I don't know what it is, but Alex Bunting's roles are so slow and just super nice, super flowy. It, it right or left, like at Bommy and, and K-Bay. So that definitely got me keen um, and was a big inspiration for a lot of my surfing. Yeah, epic. He has a beautiful style. I remember when um, unknown bodyboards were a real big thing, and and he was riding them and had his own pro model. They were the they were the the board to be on, and it was because of his style and the way he approached the waves, and and in big and small, like he could still mix it tech, but then also drag his balls through some solid solid pits. So um, yeah, hats off to the man. Hats off to Alex Bunting. Yeah, Three definitely. Cheers. He's living in um, I I think he's living in Germany at the moment. Just very, very random place for a booger to be living. But um, I spoke to him early in the year, and he said that he's moving back to um Tamman this year. So hopefully he comes through with his word, and I can show him uh, I can show him what he's been missing out on. <laughs> Bring him back to the good old stomping ground, eh? Definitely. Hopefully some sand comes back soon. That wave is. Very far between shift at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It it looks amazing when it's on, but there's droughts there, isn't there? There's long, long droughts. Yeah, it's like either the sand's there or it's like, you know, zero. Like not even breaking at all, which it has been most of the year. It came back like two months ago for one day and I was at work and I got sent messages as soon as I walked in the door. And I was so off it because whenever it comes back for a day, there's never anyone on it because a lot of the surfers around my area um, don't really like super steep waves apart from the boogers. And most of the boogers aren't onto it as much as they used to be because uh, usually we have to go to work during the week, which is a bit of a bummer. You're going to put those pennies in your back pocket. I thought the royalties from your pro model might be boosting your bank count up, mate. What's the go? Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd hope so, but uh, booging doesn't pay as well as you think. <laughs> that was so politically well put, sir. I, I've got to take my hat off to you there, man. You phrased that beautifully. Hats off to you. I'm going to move on to the next question. I want to know about your South American leg, and I want to also know why you didn't compete on any of the other legs. Did you just pinpoint this one out and say, I'm keen to go over to South America and send it? Yeah, well, it was a very last-minute booked trip because, as you know, COVID's kind of put a pause in a lot of international travel, so that was, like, the first overseas trip I'd done in a long time. Um, So I booked it within five days. Um, Mike Stewart hit me up. He thought that I was ready to um, give it a crack. So I booked the flight over. Didn't start out too well, had the full visa debacle and uh Dude, I'd run us through actually... that. Just quickly stop. You got you gotta tell us more about that because I remember writing an article on this and I was amazed at the time of what you what you were going through. And now hearing the facts that it was only booked within a five day period, that might have had something to do with the denied visa application. Yeah, definitely. I had like oh, it was like ten documents on my camera roll just of like 
vaccinations and declaration passes and I thought I was all sweet like I'm like oh yeah I got like 10 it's all good my mates are like telling me to relax I was super stressed and I'm like you know what they're not going to let me on the flight if I don't have all the you know right material but anyway I got on the flight it was all good and I got all the way to San Diego in Chile I had one flight left I get off the plane in San Diego and they're like visa and I went and saw uh, Flight Center before I left. And they went, oh, no, nah, Liam, it's all good. Uh, all you need is everything that I've already given you. You're all set to go. Um, you just pay for your visa when you rock up. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, and the guy goes, at San Diego, he goes, visa. And I go, oh, yeah, sweet. I'll just uh, whip out some US dollars and hand it straight to him. And he looks at me like... What are, you, what are you doing? Like, you obviously didn't really speak any English, and so I just handed money to him. And he's like, he's like, no, visa. And I'm like, I show him everything I have, and then he, he's like, all right, no visa. Grabs me, brings me over to the police section in the airport. And at this point, I think it was like 3 a.m. in Australia, so I was super tired after like 28 hours of travel. Ended up spending 38 hours in the airport just wigging out trying to get a visa and what happened was it was Anzac Day in Australia so it was a public holiday no one's working so I couldn't get my visa until Anzac Day was over so there was like 30 messages for the place where you get your visa luckily I was getting deported in two hours and hang on you left 30 messages to 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 the embassy I messaged so many people, like my dad was calling, my dad's girlfriend, I even had the world tour calling them up, all the Chilean organisers were speaking to the police as well, like, I just, there was no way I was going home, like, I'd spent all that money to go over there, like, no one helped me out, none of my sponsors helped me out, and I just went over there solo, just, you know, on a mission, and it was psycho like I just couldn't think of anything worse going wrong on an overseas trip especially being solo like the only Aussie going it does kind of suck too that you got misinformation from the travel agent like did you end up going back and and wreaking havoc havoc sorry in that in that travel agency what's a go no because I didn't book my flight with flight center I just went in there strictly to ask what the go was with the visa because there were so many websites that said I needed it I didn't need it because there was a law that got changed in 2019 um usually we just go there and pay money and we get our visa but they changed the law because uh, I think this the Australian government changed our law about Chileans coming into Australia, so fair enough. Um, it was a tit-for-tat kind of thing. Yeah, and look, I'm not going to lie, it it got worse. I, uh, I got to Chile, I was frothing, I was having a sick time, uh, and what do you know, I got the flu for three and a half weeks with a chest infection, and I couldn't get out of bed like I literally couldn't get out of bed it was I think it was the sickest I've ever been in my life um, it wasn't COVID no nah, no COVID just a chest infection coughing could barely breathe and yeah I was really grateful that I had um, Matias Diaz over there looking after me and his family so if it wasn't for them I probably would have been worse off um his mum was a big help you know cooking me soup and whatnot trying to get me better but uh 
I got out of bed one day for my heat. I hadn't surfed in like two weeks um, because I don't know. I just wasn't having any luck over there. Like I just, I could just tell like I wasn't feeling it. Um, and I went, did the Akike contest. That was the next contest I did. And I went out and honestly, like I thought I smashed it. Like I thought I came first and I like, I've never screamed in a heat. And the, I screamed out in my heat because I was so sick and I'd like chucked a backy then did a little like air forwardy thing after but i only got a five um and yeah it's probably just because the wave was a little bit small but I, I got two like good waves thought i was in and i came in on the beach and i was third place and i was just like oh my god i've completely cooked it i got knocked out first heat but did you was... go question the judges or did you go look back on your waves and your scores and kind of say what what's the go here or you felt like you were fairly dealt oh. Man, like, the judging was really inconsistent over there. Like, it's... I don't know. It's because that Eureka contest was so good. Like, I'd hats off to all the riders in that Eureka contest. That was amazing to watch. Um, so, I think that they didn't want to take away from the Akike event because that was next. So, I think they wanted to be throwing out really good scores. Um, but you can't you can't do that at a contest. It's like, you know, it's a fresh slate. It's another contest. So, I don't know. But that's, I mean, surfing's subjective, so I'm not a judge, but... Um, yeah, but there is a criteria. Do you feel like maybe they might have mucked up the scale a little bit? You know, I know there's been yeah, some controversy definitely, over definitely. there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There were a few heats that I watched, like, because I was really interested in how they score over there, what they look for, um, because it's, you know, it's been, like, the same judging panel for a long time. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm not a judge. I haven't done the judging course, so I'm like, I just know what I like to see in booging, and you know, it's a subjective sport. Same with surfing, um, so it is, it is hard. Um, and they sit there all day watching surfing, so I can't, you know, write them off like it was nothing. But um, there were some questionable scores in that Akike event, that's for sure. For sure, I know they're sitting there all day, but they're also getting paid in that same breath to be, you know, scoring some of the world's best bodyboarding athletes in critical situations to try and determine a winner. I'm not trying to be too critical of them here either, and I understand they do have a tough job, and I would not want to be a judge if my life depended on it. But it did seem at times when you're looking around in that contest, you're kind of like, well, hang on a second. Old mate over here's had a similar set wave, done X, Y, and Z, and then we've had something further down the line as it was getting closer to the finals seemed like the scores were getting further further inflamed for kind of the same similar maneuvers being performed am yeah, i correct definitely. in saying that yeah no for sure spot on spot on mm. when yeah. tell me more about um like obviously you know competition surfing uh bodyboarding can be pretty pretty intense and there can be a lot of vibes in the water and there can be uh some tactics that go down that uh are, are fair and playing by the rules, but also maybe not morally correct. Um, you know, how did you go over there feeling those sort of vibes? Because I'm sure they would have seen you coming from a mile away as the only um, Aussie flying the flag over there. Did you feel some heat in those yeah. heats, so to speak? Yeah, every heat. Every heat was like, you know, it was, yeah, not not my vibe. Like, I'm a very, like, you know wait your turn sort of guy and over there's like dog eat dog like I had some even some free surf sessions were just not my th it just wasn't my thing like I was just 
It was, it was like that Tanner situation where they were on either side of them, um, just like blocking. So there was one session where I didn't get, I didn't get a single wave for like an hour and a half, um, and I didn't speak Spanish, obviously, and not not many people speak English over there. And yeah, it was just it was very hard to get waves over there. Um, yeah, especially being yeah. the only Aussie. Yeah, it's like I like waiting and waiting for a good wave, but you know I'd wait and then just get yelled at. So. It was hard, but there were, like, so many nice people over there that I met, but there were just, you know, one or two guys that just ruined it for for me sometimes, which was annoying. Did their attitude change from outside the water to into the water? Like, as in, if you could have a yarn with them on land, I know they didn't speak that much English, but you could get along with them, gestures, yeah, you know. the guys that were having a go at me in the water were not, they are like, the same out of the water, which was... Okay, yeah. so they are pretty staunch. Yeah, super staunch. And I'm not a very staunch guy, so it was like, you know, a lot a lot on me and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna relax, sit down, like, you know, this doesn't mean that much to me. Like, you know, you can you can have it, you know. For that sure. And did you have any run ins in the water? Did you have any moments where um some fisty cuffs might have been thrown, bros? There might have been a couple of left, right, good nights. Yeah, first session in a recar, actually. Um there was like 60 guys out and I, it was like straight from the airport um, after that visa debacle. Straight from that to like 10 foot Eureka and I was like, oh my God, this is so psycho. There's like 60 people out and um, I was the only one that spoke English in the lineup really. There was like one or two guys that spoke English, maybe, actually. It was Tristan and Robbie and they got out as I jumped out and they were like, oh man, this is so hard to get waves. Like, it's psycho. It was like the hardest experience I've ever had to like just even getting a wave, not even a set. Like, um, yeah, and anyway, I was paddling for this wave and I like, there was a guy behind me and he was like, you'd already got like 10 waves. I hadn't even got a wave yet. And I was like, I'm going, like, I'm going, I don't care. Um, and then... Yeah, he, like, blew up at me, yelled at me in Spanish, and I was just, like, hands up. I was like, oh, relax, relax, relax. It's, it's chill, don't worry, don't worry. And then um, he apologised on land, and then every session I saw him back in the water, he just blew up at me again. And I was like, fuck, don't know what to do. This is so funny you say that, man, because I had a conversation, um, as I was saying before, with Antonio Savraya last night, and he was speaking about the different vibes in the water, comparing, you know, Europe or South America to Australia and, and other locations, and there just seems to be uh, a lot more dog-eat-dog competitive you know, cutthroat kind of vibes in those sort of situations and at those waves compared to other places around the world. Do you know why that is? I think it's because the contest was on, you know, it's like everyone's trying to prove something. Um, yeah, so I don't know, it's just, I feel like being out of the water in that country, it's just a very opposite country to how Australia is, like, you know, we like kick back, relax, like to chill, and it's like, you know, they kind of like, they have to fight for a lot of things over there, so I feel like when they're in the water, they got to fight for their waves too. Um, so yeah, it's just not relaxing it's like you know it's different cultures colliding um and for myself I you know I like just waiting waiting my turn chilling out having a laugh and having a bit of fun but over there it's like you know it's like a serious sport and that's not really why I like chose to bodyboard not 
like to you know it's not a serious sport to me but over there it is so just different cultures yeah for sure for sure and what did you think of the level over there man like it obviously some amazing waves in chile what, what's the level of riding like yeah there's um there's actually a few young guys that i was really surprised and how good they were surfing moses silva was one of them he's one of the up-and-coming groms from arica uh, he, I think he rides for Pride. I was chilling with him for a bit. I met him in Portugal a couple of years ago, and he's really nice, like super nice guy. Doesn't speak much English, but um, I learnt a tiny bit of Spanish. No good words though, a lot of swear words. Uh, so it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, chatting with them, I like got known as this guy who would. I, I like asked them because I was curious. I'm like, oh, so what's your equivalent word to, like, cunt? Because, like, you know, in Australia, it's like we say that so much, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, there's two words you could use in Chile because uh, I was speaking to Matias about it, and he's like, one's, like, perkin. Uh, so I'd go, like, hola, perkin, and uh, they'd all, like, <laughs> start pissing themselves laughing, or I'd go, oh, que pasa malaycoliao, and then they'd all, like, piss themselves laughing. And what does that mean, that, that last one? Is that just the exact same thing? Yeah, it's, like, the same. It's just like Chilean slang. Um, yeah, so it was, good. It was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was so you even got in like the Chilean culture, like the almost like the pigeon language. You were getting you were getting that deep. Yeah, well, I didn't really hang out with any of the guys on tour. Um, it was just I was hanging out with Matias and his family. So um, I definitely indulged into the culture, and they were such nice guys. They're taking me around the country and showing me their waves because uh, I met Matias. And uh, Nicholas back in 2017 when they came to Australia and um, shared some waves with them at Aussie Pipe and they helped me out that day. So um, uh, I guess they were just helping me out in their own country. So it was pretty sick. I'd definitely like to go back there when there's no hype around a contest because their waves are so sick in a Kike. Like I was frothing on Punta Dos. It's like a right-hander it's got three sections to it and it's also got a left on it as well so yeah, yeah. i've heard about i've heard, I've heard amazing things about that wave i've heard amazing things about that whole strip there it just seems like a volcanic haven of of ledges and bombies and just bowling waves yeah it was sick i was just you know it was just cool to be in a country where it's so different to australia it's like you know a full desert country and like a crammed city and then just this wave coastline of just wave, wave, wave all next to each other. Like you'd walk to all of them and they've got like little grommets booging. Like it's a full on sport over there. So that, that was like really sick to see the comparison of the sport in Australia compared to over there. Like they got like a full youth thing going. Whereas, you know, Oz doesn't really have too much of a competition scene going. Like we don't have the Aussie tour running. We've got like a few specialty events here and there at the moment, but... Yeah, it was refreshing, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a good point because, I, and I often ask this of people, you know, over here at the moment, things things seem to be slow. We're not really uh, progressing on like a competition front. There's not so much structure in the sport. But when you look abroad, there's definitely some cool things happening. Have you ever been to any other European countries? Not that Chile's um, European. Yeah, Portugal. But- Portugal. I went to Portugal in 2018 trying to get the Pro Junior World title um, before COVID and that was, I got so close. Like, oh, I, I think there was like t- ten, eight to 10 rounds 
uh, before quarters and finals. Uh, and Eight got, to ten rounds before yeah, the quarters. Yeah, there so many juniors travelled over there, and it was just sick to see, like, everyone from different countries. They all had these big posses with coaches waving and whistling, and you just see my dad, like, <laughs> like chilling out, on the, chilling on the chair, filming my heats. We didn't even have, like, an Aussie scene going. There was Louis and George were over there, but, you know, they kind of, like, stick to themselves. Um... And yeah, it was just, it was really refreshing. Every single time I go over there, I meet so many new people. So it's whenever I want to go back overseas, they're like, come stay at my house. So definitely opens up a lot more opportunities um, when you're going overseas. What did you feel like the vibe was over there in Portugal though? Did you feel like there was more froth towards bodyboarding? There was more hype? There was more um, involvement? Yeah, well, it was... It was different because, like, 2018, we we had a lot more going on in Australia. So I was still in high school, um, and that's, like, booging, like, competition phase was, like, popping off, I feel. Uh, that was, like, the last year the Aussie Tour ran. So I was, like, pumped. That was, like, a usual thing for me. So it wasn't, like, you know, too crazy. It was just uh, compared to Chile, like, I hadn't experienced the competition scene in a while. Uh, but, yeah, it was sick. It was it was really fun going to Portugal. I just I didn't really score. I find when you go over there for competitions, it's it's hard to score waves because uh, usually when the competition's getting to you know finals and the last day or like the second last day, that's when the waves are at their best. Um, yeah, so I haven't had too much luck over there, but I feel like I I want to free surf more than I do competitions at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Where, just speaking more about Portugal, where did you surf for that pro junior run? That was in uh, Vienna. It was just like some random beach break. Uh, it wasn't, you know, like I'd never go back there to, you know, go free surfing or anything. It was really like beautiful place, but the wave wasn't that good. But uh, later on, we went down to Nazare after that pro junior event. And that wave prior de Nort is so sick. There just wasn't enough sand when I was there. So it was a bit more guttery and whatnot. Yeah, it was like thick, wedgy, and powerful. Because Nazare's, you know, they've got that um, the channels out the back, and they have those massive like thirty foot waves. It's a very powerful like swell over there compared to Australia. So that was like a big shock. Like getting like a four footer felt like you're like packing into like a seven footer. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I've been lucky enough to surf with a bit of sand, and yeah, I definitely had the same thoughts. It's a super powerful wave, blows any any of our beach breaks away, really over here. I'm like, you know, every wave on its day has its has its moments, but yeah, the, yeah. the amount of water it holds there. I think it's either a three or five kilometer deep ravine off the back there that funnels all the west and the west swells in, and that's when um yeah, it gets real naughty. That wave, that wave is is mind blowing, eh? Yeah, I've seen Antonio Cardoso boost some massive stuff out there and some videos. I just, I'd love to go over there, chill out, van life, chase the coastline and surf some sick waves. I just don't see the, I just don't see like my surfing progressing in competition at the moment. Yeah, for sure. You've got to go surrounded by it. Yeah, and you need to surf a wide variety of waves. And I think um, going to all those different parts of the world and different ocean currents, different swells, different sorts of um, landscapes and, and ocean floors and bottoms, it all just, you know, really 
picks up your surfing and your your, your body wanting to another level. You need to approach things so differently. You need to draw new lines. You need to um, tweak your kind of tweak all your gear. You know, tweak all your boards and and, yeah, and how you set have, things up. Have some different variations to your moves because you're hitting different sections. You're not surfing the same waves that you usually are in Australia. Because I know that I've got like waves that I go travel to, like most swells. Because, you know, it's accessible for you. You don't want to travel too far. Um, so, it's yeah, it's just, like, refreshing to your surfing. I think it, like, opens up, you know, chucking out new moves or, like, different variations. Because there's so many, like, ways you can do, like, an air reverse, you know. It's, like, you can do it vertical, flat, whatever. And there's going to be different waves over there that can change different variations to your tricks. What's uh, on your radar for new moves? What are you trying to perfect? New moves... Um, I haven't really been like chucking anything new. There was in 2020, um, I was chucking this move that I made up. It was called the Wang. Uh, and it's kind of similar to a gainer, but it's, it's like an air forward backflip. It's weird, but like reversed. It's hard to explain, but um, it is hard to explain. I chucked, I've only landed one, but I've chucked a few. Um, I landed one actually at Nuggan that had like it was like the day of days at Nuggan and there was my mate uh, who was supposed to come film slept in and yeah it was pretty off it but it was I was just myself and Michael Perrin out for like at least two hours and then uh, Harry Bryant you guys were the only Ray ones Gander. at Nuggan for yeah. two hours yeah it was we went there we got went there first light and like the sunrise was like red so when you're like pulling in the wave looked red it was sick wow and you were saying what harry bryan and craig harry rocked bryan, up craig ando and creed mctaggart all came out they all jumped off the boat that they rocked up on and they were chillers we were all just like sharing wave for wave it's pumping even craig like came up to us and said and he's like mate I've, I've like I've surfed Nuggan a fair few times but I've never had it like this like I've never had it that clean and I think he got a cover of Surfing Journal that day was that when Josh was shooting him oh I'm not too sure who the filmers were they had like four filmers um and I didn't I didn't get to see any of my stuff unfortunately I think they were just shooting the boys um but yeah I was just stoked to you know be a part of that session that was such a fun day um yeah if you ask Michael like he would just tell you about how crazy it was. I saw him chuck some crazy stuff that day. As in airs? Like crazy yeah, looking airs? Air revs. Like he was just going for it. The man, Mickey Pez. <laughs> He's a bit of a local legend around the eastern suburbs, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. He stopped booging for like a fair few years and then um, just got back into it because we kind of had that boog scene going here with all the young guys but they've kind of all drifted off doing their own thing now and it's kind of kind of just me left which is a bit yeah. unfortunate mm, that happens though man everything comes in ebbs and flows definitely but hopefully see the boys back on the lid again It'd be sick yeah for sure talking about um mikey perrin seeing some cool stuff going down in the up-and-coming movie from andrew hoff coned there's uh some pretty crazy waves. I've had a little sneak peek, a little sneak preview, and there's some crazy waves of Mikey Perrin, especially at um, one of the the more sought-after waves on, on your side of the George's River, man, that beautiful um, left-hander that, that breaks into the breaks into the bay there. Yeah, no, there's some, there's some crazy stuff of Pez, some massive wipeouts at Supers as well. 
Uh, that day was psycho. He surfed it at high tide. Yeah, that's not advisable. That's no. not advisable. It was like 10 foot and he came out um, out of the water after getting pumped a few times. And it was his first time surfing it. Ripped both of his fins off on the takeoff. And when he came in, it looked like a tiger had mauled his back. It's so psycho. Oh, yeah. I've seen footage of that too. That's also in coned. I've seen him turn around and it's just huge tear marks down his back. Yeah, and he's just laughing about it too. That's, he's just like always a happy bloke. Like I've never seen him upset, you know? Yeah, he's got a real good lease on life. I, I think people need to take a leaf out of his book. He's he's positive. He's positive in uh, the face of adversity. Definitely, and he's also a loose unit as well. That's what I love about the boys around the East. We all love going ham. You all love going ham, eh? Yeah, you all love just getting on a bit of the white marching powder and just charging into the city there, eh? <laughs> I think that's more Wobsy's vibe, mate. That's that's oh, that's more Wobs Susie. He's just carrying around the good shit, and everyone's having a having a little fucking laugh, eh? <laughs> You're um, not wrong about that. <laughs> tell me about your um, like your decision to not continue on for the rest of the tour uh, legs. You know what I mean? Like, what was the what was the thinking there? Yeah, look, I just like I honestly don't have the money to chase that tour it's just really not affordable for like an australian burger especially if like your sponsors aren't helping you like i went to chile on my own accord and not even a comp entry was paid for um yeah it's just it wasn't affordable for myself like i haven't been working enough to do that i've been putting my money into going down to nugget and everything like i'd love to do it like i'd really love to do it i feel like i'd i just need to relax when i go over there like it's really hard when you're like if you go solo because you're in your own head a bit like you need some of your mates from oz like you know backing you up saying that you're good like you, you like doubt yourself quite a bit or at least i did oh man i don't think you're the only one i think a lot of people you know athletes all around the world have to deal with the mental fuckery that goes with um competition in general man it's it's heavy there's always going to be doubts especially if you get knocked down in the first round like that doesn't reflect on your ability and skill and talent sometimes that just is competition surfing and and yeah you've just got to you just got to cop it on the chin and still believe and i think you know most people in australia bro i'm going to put a feather in your cap here and blow a bit of smoke up your ass most people in australia know that you're one of the best young guns coming out and for you to even just go over and surf the south south american leg on your own accord and make it happen that's hats off to you because it shows that you want to make things happen you want to further yourself um you also went over there. I know Mike would have given you a bit of a G up and, and encouraged you, but you've gone over there with some self-belief also and understanding that you've got the skill set to compete at the highest level. So keep doing it, man, because we need another Australian world champion. Definitely. Cheers, Luke. No, that means a lot. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's very easy to get in your own head when you when you don't have someone behind you. Like Mike was behind me over there, but it's not like you're travelling with your boys all staying together, having a laugh like it used to be like. Um, so, I mean, I spoke to uh, Lockie Hearn actually a couple of days ago and I think he was trying to get some Aussie boys to get a house over in um, Hawaii for the pipe contest next year. So that could be on the cards. I'm not exactly sure. It's just talking phases right now, but that could be that could be pretty sick. I'd love to go somewhere warm. 
Yeah, that'd be psycho, and that's 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 a dream trip. I did two seasons in Hawaii, one um, with the boys, and then I did another six weeks with my wife Lozzie. And man, it was just the best cruising around on bikes, getting Asahi bowls, just um, swimming at Kiki, mucking around, and then when the good swells are on, getting up at four in the morning, rocking up at the beach, paddling out before sunrise, you know, the whole strip's there. It's You don't have to go anywhere. You've just got everything in riding distance. It's it's heaven, man. It's really heaven. Yeah, that's what you want. I, I actually went to um, went to pipe for one of the pipe contests, but it was like, I think it was, it was possibly the worst pipe contest I, I think has gone down. It was uh, 2019, and I rocked up to Hawaii, and it was... There was no swell. It was flat. I didn't surf for like three days. And then the pipe contest was on and all of a sudden it was like eight eight to ten foot on shore, raining. And I was first heat in the water and I had Pierre, uh, Louis Costes and Galeta Mega in my first heat. And I'm like, oh God, like I'm like, I was doubting myself heavily. Honestly, because there wasn't a section to do anything. Like you could chuck a spinner or maybe a roll and hopefully not get pumped. And then I was like out there, a little bit nervous, and I just took off on an absolute bomb. And I uh, copped an eight foot lip to the head and got ragdolled from the takeoff all the way to the end. Luckily didn't hit the bottom. Uh, I was pretty rattled. And then I think uh, Pierre just chucked a roll and made the heat and I uh, ended up getting knocked because I just was getting pumped. paddling back out and yeah just it wasn't my heat so I got pretty unlucky in Hawaii and then it was uh Mike Stewart's heat was coming up in like four heats after mine and of course the storm passes the wind goes offshore and pipe was like five foot really fun for about an hour and Mike's heat just like pumped and I was like of course of course I was first heat um yeah just had, haven't had too much luck in the on the world tour yet, but hopefully, hopefully in the coming years. Do you do any sort of mental prep? Uh, you know, any sort of preparation, man. Like any sort of spiritual or mental preparation, where you do some sort of meditation, breathing. Do you look to channel your energy that way, or do you feel like just focusing in on training and perfecting your skill level is is the way to go? Yeah, I'm not really, like, I don't really do too much mental training. I kind of just, you know, try to just, like, believe in myself and tell myself that I'll, um, I'm good enough to make this heat. That's about it. But uh, with competition surfing, yeah, I feel like that's a big one. Like, just thinking that you're the man out there, I reckon that's, that's like, a big one. And having a strategy. I always like to have a strategy, like look at the conditions, how many sets are rolling through, how often the sets are rolling through, what sort of sections, um, and have certain tricks in mind, especially for what the judges are looking for. That's kind of how I prepare, is just looking at the conditions. And that kind of relaxes me a bit, knowing that you know certain conditions can be in my favour. Yeah, for sure. And when you go into a competition scene or a setting, do you have a go-to move? Definitely backflip, backflip. <laughs> definitely my uh, my forte. I can't uh, like a left backflip is I don't know. It's like I find it it's so easy. I don't know. Do you <laughs> practice backies backflip. in your sleep? Like do you just you, you just do backies? Last night, 
50 backies, no joke. (laughs) (laughs) You're just counting backies to get to sleep. This is ridiculous. I've got to admit, man, I don't think I've ever seen you not land a backflip in all the free surfs we've had together. Yeah, look, I don't not land too many, but, um, yeah, it's definitely, I find it pretty easy. You know how people, like, count sheep to go to sleep? I'm just, like, constantly chucking backies. (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness i love it well man thank you um so much for coming on the potty liam it's been an excellent chat my bruv no worries luke thanks thanks heaps for having me and riptide for um putting on a podcast about boog and it's good to see yeah it is epic man we're stoked and we've got um some really cool guests coming up we've already had some in the previous episodes and it's just cool to be chatting about boogan again and and getting the uh the vibes high and as we mentioned before i know you know, other parts of the world are still beaming and still loving it, but um, I guess being based in Australia here in Riptide, it's good to have uh, a media organisation that really wants to keep pushing forward and, and putting some money behind it because it's an epic sport. We all love it. We get so much enjoyment out of it, and we need it to keep going. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. I'm just stoked that uh, uh, Riptide's doing something about boogie again and bringing a bit of the hype back, so it's sick to see. Fuck yeah, man. As the slogan says on our jumpers, bring Boogan back. Hectic. Yeah, the Hectic boys. Hectic, bros. Yeah, boys. Full credit to them and the ladies and everyone else out there just getting on a body bold. Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right, bro. Lovely to chat to you, man. Always a good time and keep well. Sweet. You too. See you, Luke. See you, bro. You. It was all a pipe dream Watching bodyboarding up on TV Deep at reef Watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds At 18 Living the dream With no sunscreen Yeah we were so keen